Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. I'm Randall Carlisle. My co-host is Nicole Slack. And this is, I almost feel like this is a time machine for today's podcast because we're going, what was the cartoon? They had a way back monitor. What was, I can't remember what that was. But we're going way back because I love hearing these stories about how Odyssey House uh, existed and, and, and worked way back when. And this isn't even back when we were, we've still been around for a number of years, but, but and now we're like 52 years. So our guest is Lawrence Stanton, and it's, it's really interesting. Lawrence ran into uh, the person who runs one of our programs. I made a phone call. Or is that it? I was coming up on 30 years sober. Yeah, 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 yeah. Usually we don't hear 30 years sober. Um, so, so you I made a phone call. I wanted to see if I could come visit the house and walk to and if anybody wanted to hear my story. Yeah. Because well, and she contacted me, and I thought, wow, this w- it would be fun to go back in history. So you, uh, and, and let me see, how old, I won't ask you how old you are, Nicole, but you were either not born or a little kid when he was going to uh, Odyssey House. In 94, yeah, I was 11, 11. Yeah. See, and I was in my 30s. <laughs> so you, you went to Odyssey what years? May 9th, 94, I walked in the front door as a volunteer. 94, and, and when, when Lawrence came in here, uh, he, and he started the conversation, how long have you been sober? 29 years, seven months, three days, one hour, and 13 minutes. Not that sobriety matters to him at all, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's something to be proud of. Uh, I can give you like a general week where I think <laughs> yeah, that's I, when I was stopped drinking. I polished off. got like down, man. I polished off two beers on my way in because I knew that was it, and I was going, I was going sober. Well, now you told me a story when I talked to you on the phone about a packet of cocaine. Your your drug of choice was oh, cocaine, cocaine, right? Cocaine, yes. Okay, so you were driving from Wyoming to Odyssey House. From the time I decided that I was going to be sober, people ask all the time, "How do you do it?" You got to want it really bad. You got to want it. You got to want it so bad it's unreal. But. Uh, so it took me a week or two to get my stuff in order so I could leave, get my kids set up, and hitch a ride to Salt Lake. My mom lives down here. I didn't know what I was going to do, where I was going to go. I got out of Dodge, and I was going to I, I was going to do it. I didn't know how it was going to happen. Uh, three days later, I was in Odyssey House. Did you go to the adult house downtown? Yes. That was the only house we had back that then. No, you had the youth. Oh, did we have? You had a youth. On, on Second South. Mm, I don't remember where it, it was. It may have been a different place. I know we picked people up yeah. and did things with them And so, but I'm in the car, you told me you had some cocaine with you. Yeah, when, and I, when I crossed the state line, I threw the last of my cocaine out the window because uh, a couple hundred bucks, whatever, it doesn't matter because if you're going to wait to quit smoking until you run out of cigarettes, you're never going to quit. <laughs> that's how it works uh, so and people ask me when did I know I was going to stay sober 
the day I quit. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's a, a pretty succinct answer. <laughs> it's, it's a frame of mind. Yeah. Uh, it just sounds know. so simple. It wasn't that easy. <laughs> um, and, and, and you, how, what made you make that decision and how active a user were you? I'd sit down and do an eight ball and decide whether or not I'd do another one. Every day. Constantly. Yeah. I'd buy an ounce, sell half, do the other half. Buy another ounce, sell half, do the other half. And I'd do that two, three times a week. For how long? That run, because I've been doing drugs for 20, 30 years, my whole life, since I was 11. But that run was probably about a year, year and a half long. So... Uh, a, a stupid question, because I used to do some cocaine while I was drinking. Well, how much did an eight ball cost back then? I'm, I got one rock ounce for fourteen hundred bucks. And then, and you you cut it in half. No. Yeah, I I I dished out. I cut grams off of it and sold it. Okay. I never got caught. So, so you never were incarcerated? Nope. Wow. But. I was 150 pounds. Um, I was going to die or I was going to be in jail. I'm a 210 right now, yeah. and I'm not that fat. So I was 150 pounds, and the reason I quit, I was okay being a junkie. I didn't have a problem with it. I full function. Have a good time. I'm a musician. Okay. I'm a, I do a lot of other things, too. But... Um, I was raising two children, and this was probably three years after my wife left, whatever, and it wasn't fair to them. Hmm. Um, it was affected more than my life. I was okay being a junkie, but I was affecting other people, and it's not fair. Wow, because a lot of people who come into our program have lost their kids to DCFS. I, I'm a full-functioning <laughs> addict. Wow. I still feel like an addict. I still really it was. It, it doesn't go away. It doesn't ever go away. Um, the first three or four years, I'd wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night a lot, a, a lot. I still have those. I, that still happens. Um, what do you do when that happens to stay sober? I stay very, very busy. I am very, I, I, I live in my garage. I build, I refurbish boats. I'll buy anywhere from two to seven or eight of them a year. I build a dozen motors. <clears throat> I build the outdrives. I do my own upholstery work. I do, I'm a superintendent for a very large construction company. I've got 29 years with them. I got out of Odyssey House. I seen an ad in the paper. I filled out the application. I went to work the next day. And so they, do you want to use the name of the company or not? Yeah, Leighton Construction. Okay, and they're huge. They've built so many significant projects around here. Okay, so they're bigger than you think. My understanding is they just merged with the STO group, which is a group out of New York. And we just, when I started with the company, they were like 175th largest in this country nationally. And now they've bumped up to like number four. So we, it's, we, we were looking at work in uh, Ireland, 
UK. Wow. Uh, we're, we're turning world. Um, <laughs> Dave Layton is really... It's a great company, I, I know. And I'm surprised that they hired you right out of Odyssey House. Did, My background. Did that taint your... Did that taint their decision at all? I mean, did they, did they have trouble no, with that? No, I, I, I've been, I was, so, I'm going to give you more. Um, the first two or three months in Odyssey House, I think it takes that long to realize how down to the bottom of the barrel you actually were. Because you don't know till you look up. Uh, by the time I was out of Odyssey House, I had my head fairly screwed on straight. Um, and my father was a general contractor. I've got 48 years doing what I do. I, I was qualified for the job. What are they going to do? I'm sober. I can prove I'm sober for seven months, eight months. And you didn't have a criminal background, too. I have which, no criminal background. Yeah. They never got caught. <laughs> Not that you shouldn't have had a criminal background. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had a DUI. But... In Wyoming, it's a hick town. It's um, get pulled over. I'm driving on the wrong side of the road, into snow, going up the road. My brother's in the car. Two o'clock in the morning, cop pulls me over. My brother says, "Hey, you're on the wrong side of the road." So I just get back on the right side of the road. Cop pulls me over. He says, "Do you know why I pulled you over?" I says, "Well, no." He says, "Well, you was driving on the wrong side of the road." And I said, "That's what he said." <laughs> and the cop uh, let you off. They wasn't out for the brownie points. They wanted to make sure you got home safe. Oh. I just told them, I said, look, I live two blocks this way. I'm going home. I ain't going to be back out tonight. And I could always, <laughs> I'm a functioning addict. I can pass the sobriety test. I've been drinking since 7 o'clock that morning. It didn't matter. I passed the sobriety test. He's worried about whether or not I'm going to hurt somebody. They wasn't out for the drunks. They're out to keep people safe. That's it's different now. Yeah. Well, and I don't know and I don't care because I haven't had a drop of liquor. I haven't smoked any dope. I haven't had any cocaine. I and I always figured I would drink again. I figured I'd smoke dope. I never seen anything wrong with it. But after going almost a year sober, why would you do that? And I still might drink someday. Someday my wife and I would be on a cruise and I'll have a glass of wine. Alcohol wasn't my problem, though. Right. Um, I can never do cocaine again. I can't do it. Because you would, it, you'd just be off to the races I'd die. again. Oh, okay. I would die. Uh, I'm doing an eight ball at a time in a two-hour period by myself. Wow. Okay. If I was to do one gram of the quality I was doing then, Right now, in a half hour's time, I'd be dead because my body wouldn't take it. My tolerance was too high. What I was curious about, because you've obviously had a very successful life and you, you've been in recovery for a long time, is what values did you pick up from Odyssey? Oh, you that, have no idea. That, that, list, that have that stuck list, with you for my list is unending. That's why we I'm only have here. a half hour. So yeah. So <laughs> so. The deal is, is I listen to other people talk about their experiences and what they did and how they do it, and I don't know if they're going to make it, and they're a bunch of wimps. Odyssey House was a lot harder when I was in there, I think. I don't know. It was I, longer, I and, and I think it was harder. 
Okay, so the bottom line, and then I'll tell you how I got there, is it is a benefit. It, it was a beneficial program to anybody, and you don't have to be a drug addict to benefit because you learn about yourself. I have a lot of clicks. I talk a lot. I told you I could do this off the cuff for a half hour, no problem. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. And I'll have to cut you off at a half hour. So. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so um, you learn a lot about yourself. The clicks I have, yeah, I talk a lot. And I'll, I'll, I'll interrupt people. I try not to interrupt you, but... I appreciate it. But, uh, um, but these are my clicks, and I know what my clicks are. How many people know what their clicks are? Odyssey House teaches you that. Odyssey House is known for being not addiction recovery, it's behavior modification. It's correct, that's how it works. Because to begin with, I go into Odyssey House, uh, the stats back then were like 85% of the people in the house were court committed. And I go in that house, so there's a bunch of nasty people in there. You know, these are bank robbers and, and whatever. Um, and all these people in there were just like all the people I used to hang out with. It's like I, felt, I was at home. <laughs> um, okay, but now... As you go through the program, your peers are your therapists. And the staff is the mediators and the referees. And somebody puts a note in a, in a thing, because you, you can't confront anybody on the floor about anything. I don't know how it works now. Same. Same. Okay, yeah. so you have to confront them in the group. We call it an encounter. I don't know what you called it back then. I don't remember all the terminology. Okay. I don't have to know the terminology to remember it sounds the sounds like the basic concept is the same. So and if somebody comes up and says, hey, they don't like the way you speak to women or you, they don't like the way that you show your body or whatever your click right. might be, and you have to respond. And the response has to be, you, you're, you have to say, I'm sorry you feel that way, but this is why I do that and I don't have a problem with it or whatever. You have to, you have to acknowledge the speaker and you have to, then you, then you give them your version of how you want to react to the person. But you have to acknowledge first and- Right. And, and you and, do it in front of a group of people. You do it, it's all in a group. Yes. But you get, four or five different people that don't even know what you put in the bowl and they're all coming up with the same thing. Well, maybe you ought to look at that a little bit. <laughs> For sure. So it's, it's a self, yeah, it was, um, I had a tough time for a little while and the way things, yeah, and the beds are made and the floors are vacuumed and the showers are wiped down before anybody ate breakfast at six o'clock. Uh, you had to work. We, I was in, I wasn't, let's see, what they call it, B and B. Anyway, we would, we did a, we did a lot of moving. Hmm. Uh, we, we, we had a box truck, and we did moving, and then we had, um, we put some fences in. We did a few other things too, depending on who was available. But it was just um, level. So you had your entry, what'd you call it? Orientation. Orientation. Yeah. And you had your level one. Level one had to prove that you knew the rules and you could follow the rules and 
You learn to keep yourself in check. Level two, level two is over things. You're over the pencils and the paper and pillowcases and whatever else. You're over the physical things. Level three, you're over people. Not allowed to talk to the opposite sex without a third person present until you reach level four. Um, if you wanted a toothbrush, it didn't matter if you, what level you were, if you wanted a toothbrush, you had to put on a note. If it was level one, you put on a note, I, a t I would like a toothbrush and sign your name. You'd hand it to a level two, and the level two got around to it, you'd hand it to a level three. When level three get around to it, he'd get it to a level four. When the level four got it, when he got around to it, he would sign it and send it back to a level three, and then it would go back to a level two and then a level one. <laughs> and then they would give it back to me. I get the level four signature on that piece of paper. I can go to the toothbrush disp fairy dispenser guy <laughs> and get my toothbrush because it's um, babies and junkies want what they want when they want it. Instant gratification. Yes. See, that's the terminology they used. It's surprising. She's been through Odyssey, so. Yeah, I can tell. Yes. But for me not being there for 30 years, I still remember all these lessons. Oh, yeah. I hope to be in your place. And, um, and, and something strikes me because you look, you're working for this huge corporation, and, and I've worked for some large corporations too, and there's a protocol. Uh, that's not necessarily that different than what you were describing for the toothbrush, that you have to go through some levels to get some things done. Everything's structured. Sure. Especially the, large, the larger the company, the more structured you Yeah. Have. And I'll never go any higher than what I am right now because I don't fit under the desk and I don't, I'm not a bobblehead that shakes my head and that's what they want. Uh, I'm maxed. <laughs> and, and but you're happily <laughs> maxed. I'm okay where I'm at. Okay, cool. I, um, when I went into Odyssey House, I had five changes of clothes. I was in debt about 20000 to the doctors for my, uh, the birth for my children because I had no insurance when they were born. I was still in debt to them. Paid all that off. I, um, I had a house in Wyoming, I sold that, and I was got a job, I'm working, I came up with some money, and I drove back to Wyoming one day and with an envelope full of money and paid off my drug, the people I got my drugs from, because really? they know where you are and they know what, who you are. I dealt with some high-level people, and they know, they know where you're at. They know what you're doing, and if they want, and I got out clean. I paid them off. I said, I'm not coming back. See you. I handed them an envelope. In fact, it's funny. The guy that I owed it to, I got to town, made a phone call, said, hey, I'm in town. I got something for you. It wasn't 10 minutes later, and his brother was sitting behind me in a truck like that. <laughs> the, the, so you have a clean slate. I have a clean slate. I handed him the envelope. I handed his brother the envelope. Hispanic people, you can deal with their family. You don't have to deal directly with the person you dealt with. Hmm. That's how it works. Um, I go to their house and watch football, and their wives sit in the kitchen, and they only come out to serve you beer. They're not allowed to talk to you. Wow. This old school Hispanics. What football? 
I don't watch. I'm just kidding. I mean soccer. I'm I, Hispanic. I I have no problem with sports. Just keep it off my regularly scheduled programming. Um, but so and and you were saying and and I actually saw some tears in your eyes when we were talking that the last time you went back to your town was to bury your father. Uh -huh. What was that like? After all these years, I didn't years? tell anybody I was coming into town. I called one person. He was the one guy that supported me and held on to some of my stuff while I was in Odyssey House. And I got it back from him after I got out. Uh, I didn't tell anybody. I have never, I think three people I've tried to call in the last 30 years that I used to know in, in a town that I grew up in for 20 years. I have no reason to ever talk to anybody there, ever again. I don't need it, I don't want it. Um, so it was different. I don't plan on going back. I have no reason to. My brother's there. Maybe I'll go bury him someday. I don't know. But um, how are your kids doing? That's weird. I remarried about two, three years after I got out of Odyssey. I also remarried. She had two. I had two. I became a grandfather for the first time three weeks ago. Wow. My our youngest is thirty three years old, and we just got our first grandkid. I got one that lives in Elko, and we see him all the time. I bought a house down there, so I have property in three states right now. I have money in the bank. I do not have to work anymore. I worked hard. Um, based on those values that you learned when you went based, through treatment. Odyssey House, there is not a day that goes by in my life that I don't think about something I learned at that place. Really? After all these years? After all these years. But I'm probably the exception to the rule because I wanted it so bad when I went in to be sober. It was two hardest things I've ever done in my life. Was walking to Odyssey House was one of them and raised two kids on my own was the other one. And it was hard. To, I was a volunteer. They, you got to do this. I got knocked back. I had two weeks before I could even go into the entry level. Um, to, and it's an open door policy. Do you know how hard it was to stay? Yeah, because you didn't have to. No. <laughs> Most people wouldn't. Yeah. Um, anyway, my, so one just had a baby. The other one's got a house in Elko, makes twice the money I do. He's got a nice house. Uh, 2022, one-ton Duramax, duly paid for. <laughs> um, and, um, then I've got a daughter. She just turned 33 a couple days ago, and my phone number is no good. I tried to call her, and I can't, haven't seen her in five years, eight years, I don't know. I got a boy. He just, he's in Orange County, just got out of prison, six years. I talk to him a couple times a week. Try to guide him. You raise them all the same and they turn out different. Uh, choices, it's all about choices. Everything's choices. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, no, you're right, yeah. So I think made... Odyssey changed your parenting? No, I made some mistakes there, so. No, I, maybe. I didn't, I wasn't in them. They, 
children were not something that was talked about. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in the women's and children's. I didn't have. I was a minority, and I was in, so I'm still a minority. I'm a white male raising two kids, and I didn't drink. I'm a minority in Utah. But, um, so. I sense the work ethic that you that you've I've always worked, had a work ethic though. I, I, I avoided a lot of things by working all the time. If I had it to do again I would never have kids. Wow. I had a bad experience. I had ten years of misery. Just straight up. You get up at four o'clock in the morning to to get the diaper bag, to feed your kids, to change the diapers, to take them to the daycare. So you could get off work at six o'clock at night and go get them and bring them home and cook something to eat and do the laundry and the dishes and the, oh, I hated it. I didn't have anybody to back up on. I didn't have any, my brother was there. He was, yeah, what helps he? I didn't have any, yeah, it's, it was, I was on my own. And it was hard and I hated it. And it's not the daily, it's the everyday that never stops. Sure. Saturday, Sunday, it didn't make any difference. It's, it's um, so. What was the, we're almost out of time. If you had to give a message to people who are watching or listening uh, about recovery and addiction, what would be your message to them? Make the decision and follow through. It's you. It's if you can't do it if you don't want it. You gotta want it. You gotta tell yourself you want it. You gotta tell yourself that nothing's gonna hold you back. This is. I have to. I have to go again. And then I, the other thing I'm gonna let them know about is. You're bringing out a lot now, but I'm not always like this. So. What it's like when you're sober. It's just different. It's not better. It's not worse. This is the phase of life I'm in now. And, okay. I think it's better. I had a good time for 20 years. Well, I had a good time being a drunk, too, but, uh, but, it, but it, it came to an end. I didn't want it to stop. I was okay. I never figured I'd be 30 years old. I figured I'd be dead way before that. I didn't care. But you wanted to stop. For, for somebody else. Okay. Well, I'm glad you made it through. Believe it or not, we're out of time, so I do have to cut you off, even though you like to talk. And I'm glad you like to talk, because it's a hell of a story for people to hear. Uh, and, and congratulations on your success in life, even though you're not keeping track of how long it's been. <laughs> well, that. so from now on, I won't go back to Odyssey House. There's other things I need to work on. I don't have drug addictions now. Yeah. I'm coming up with these anger issues as I get older, and I'm going to have to deal with it. And I have to use the same tools. Well, don't get mad at me, but I have to cut you off because we're, okay. we're out of time. Thank you for sharing your, your life with us. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And Nicole, it was great to see you again. You too. And thank you for watching and listening to another edition of Odyssey House Journals.